0: This podcast replay is brought to you by caneswear.com. For all your canes, dolphins, and heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to caneswear.com at Miami Fanwear. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Right, ride, right. There he is. How you feeling, my man, on a, a beautiful Tuesday?
1: Feeling great, Oh, How are you? Good
0: man. Good. Uh walk us through, educate us on this whole thing with the NCAA and the probation. Um, how does it affect the program?
1: Well, I mean, listen, we're we're in a new era, right? Because of NIL, and I think you know the NCAA is uh trying to flex its muscle a little bit in the NIA world. And naturally they picked on John Ruiz because uh He's the most outspoken when it comes to it, right? He celebrated the uh, Nigel Pack deal. He he celebrated the uh, Cavender twins and others. So I think in a lot of ways, the NCAA uh, probably put a target on his back. Hey, we gotta we gotta punish Miami in some way, shape, or form. It's Miami anyway, so right, got right. Argue. But but let's get this brash booster right, who's who's forking over tens of millions of dollars to uh to help Miami and make an example of them. And uh, the reality is, I don't know what this honestly means because I don't know how much teeth the NCAA really has in the long run. Um, first of all, before any of these new – this this happened, this dinner with the Kavanaugh twins happened before there were any NCAA rules in place for NIL. So that's part of the reason why they went easy on Miami because really, what, what, what are they going to enforce? There were no rules to enforce other than attempting to – uh say that he he helped coerce them into coming to miami with nil deals um so you could say they're on probation that we're watching you i mean that's basically what probation is right we're watching you you screw up again and we're going to hit you with something but the reality is i don't know what penalties the ncaa is really ever going to be able to hand down because the moment somebody like john reese or somebody else decides to take them to court Supreme Court's on the side of the players you want. They want them to make money. And so how do you sort of prove inducement um, when it comes to recruiting? And that's really the fundamental issue here with all this. So to break it all down for you and explain the whole thing, I think it's much ado about nothing uh, other than the fact that this is the first time the NCAA has tried to pass down legislation. In the end, it's chump change to to charge Miami and, and Katie Meyer served a three game suspension. People serve suspensions all the time. Coaches serve suspensions. Uh it's kind of like a slap on the wrist. And I don't know where we go from here because I don't know that the ready to fight the kind of wars it needs to fight against that All right. We got uh, spring football coming up. Uh
0: not that I think this is any kind of uh, determination of what kind of team you're gonna be or anything like that. Uh but what are we looking for? in spring football
1: well obviously you have the new systems that are being put in place for get to know these players you know you have a lot of turnover on the coaching staff Um uh, you know you, you need to hire a receivers coach still that hasn't been finalized uh you need to get uh, potentially another defensive assistant whether mario decides to make that a guy like jason taylor as defensive line coach or, uh, or he hires uh, DVD to, to work in the secondary, um, you know, there, there's a chance Joe Salavea, who who's uh, Miami's defensive line coach at the moment. I know you interviewed for a job last week with the NFL, with the Lions, didn't get it. He could potentially be leaving still at some point. Uh, so you have a lot of turnover in different coaching positions. So there's a, there's a lot going on, man. Uh, you know, in, in the roster turnover, you got 23 new guys on, on the field here for spring football eight transfers, 15 high school recruits, you have guys coming off surgery, uh, you know, and, and and are being held out after after getting banged up during the football season. So there's a lot to watch. Uh, I put together the uh, the five storylines for the athletic today, kind of the five things I'll be watching. As far as the football is concerned, I think wide receiver, cornerback, those are the two areas where you look at and you say, OK, Miami needs people to step up in those places big time. And uh, I think ultimately you know from a f- football perspective looking for individuals who shines etc that's what i'll be looking for when the spring game comes what along what uh, names are you looking for at wide receiver yeah i think colby young you know he uh he's the guy who came on strong at the, at the midway point of last season uh you know mm-hmm. big physical receiver uh, i know he i know he was clocked running uh, over 21 miles an hour he was just as fast as jacoby george and Uh, brashad smith and some of the other receivers miami has but can he be a consistent downfield threat can he be somebody that tyler van dyke when he's protected uh, can throw the football to down the field and and help stretch defenses out that was a major problem for miami last year they they didn't have many very explosive plays it was they needed long time consuming drives to get into the end zone Um, they weren't very good at running the football this is supposed to open up the offense. And and but if if Tyler Van Dyke doesn't have guys he can throw the ball to, that's a concern. And let's not forget, Will Mallory is gone. He was your leading receiver. He was your tight end. You got to replace that guy as well. Elijah Royal has to prove he can stay healthy. You have Jaleel Skinner coming back for his second year. They've got talent at those positions, though. But you need guys to step up and show you that they can actually make the plays consistently and be counted on. And so I think receiver and cornerback; those are the two big ones. You have to replace both starting cornerbacks as well. So, uh, do they have a true number one corner? I don't know. I, I don't think well, yeah, so.
0: None of, none of us even know. Yeah,
1: we they yeah. don't even we don't even know if they have a number one wide receiver. Right. All right. I mean, I would think that Colby Young is positioned to be that guy, but right, but he hasn't
0: proven that.
1: Yeah. yeah right. He's got to prove it yeah. consistently, and and uh, so a lot a lot to sort of prove at those two spots, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. And here's the other thing that you got to look for. Okay, new offense. Okay, how do you handle Tyler Van Dyke now? Yeah, Uh, does he play? Does he did you figure out how he needs to play so you can. So if you're going to bring him back, you're going to ask him to come back. Well, then make sure you put him in a position to be successful and I think that that's one thing I would like to see this, you know, in, 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 in this spring practice that at least to me, not a lot of things matter that much in the big picture, Yeah. but you'd yeah. like to see a quarterback that at least is comfortable in the system that you're installing.
1: Right. And I think he will be. I mean, Tyler really thrived, uh, you know, being in, in the spread offense. Uh when he had Charleston Rambo to throw the ball to downfield, when he had a guy like Mike Harley who was pretty consistent throughout career his career and finished as Miami's all time receptions leader before he left. You know, you just you, you need guys to be healthy. Xavier Restrepo, you know, losing him last season. You you wanna see him have that chemistry with Tyler Van Dyke. They were supposed to be a big time pairing they hardly played together because both of them were banged up throughout the year. So to me all of that uh are are signs that when you come out of spring football you want to feel better about those things. I agree with you.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you there. It's um all right, you talked about the coaching hires. So that's still going on. But is it a is it a productive thing for Mario not to have them already filled with football activities already going on like the spring like the spring game
1: well i mean ideally you'd love to have uh everything squared away but as i told you many times before oh i mean the the NFL right those openings happen uh after the season guys end up switching jobs and and so you know it happened to the florida gators they lost their defensive coordinator what 2 weeks ago um, pe- people are switching jobs. You know, the calendar is kind of messed up in the sense that it's not on the same page. You know, the, the, the hurricane season ended, what, in November? Uh, they never played in a bowl game. It feels like it's been an eternity. But the reality is the NFL season just ended a couple weeks ago. And, you know, people are still shuffling around. You saw Eric bien obviously went to the Washington uh, Commanders. So, you know, big time people are still switching positions. And that affects, there's a domino effect with it all. So I think ideally you would love to have it. But as I mentioned to you before, you know, Mario Cristobal really didn't finalize his coaching staff until the first day of fall practice last year. We didn't know if he was going to be making a, a switch with his tight ends coach. Steven Field ends up getting a contract, I think, literally the, the first day of practice. Uh, so, I mean, I think things can go up all the way until the start of fall practice, um, you know, the springtime, it's still a major time of transition, especially now with the transfer window, uh, you know, being open after spring football. You're going to see a player movement. You're going to see guys leave. You're going to see Miami look to add guys. So I, I feel like what we're used to as far as the calendar, you know, going into spring football and saying, okay, this is our team. This is These are our coaches. It, it's one of those things that remains fluid, and it's just something I think as fans you have to get accustomed to now that, you know, you, you're really not set until probably that first week of fall practice where does jason taylor
0: stand and mm. what have you heard behind the scenes have you heard anything behind the scenes on his coaching because i'm wondering you have an opportunity there he has an opportunity to be promoted there's a, a former hall of famer there's a current hall of famer i'm sorry a guy who had some success coaching at the high school level. Definitely can help you out in recruiting. What's the deal with Jason Taylor, and how come he hasn't moved up already?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting situation with JT. I think part of him being involved uh, with the with the Hurricanes and, and and doing sort of the college schedule last year, he, you know, he just got married, had another child. I think from from a schedule standpoint, being a defensive analyst was was family friendly. You know it, it's kind of like you can still uh go home and you don't have to be out on the trail recruiting you don't have to be away from your family um okay. that's the challenge for a lot of these guys you know um and, and whether or not uh you, you really want how deeply involved do you want to be mario you know let's face it he's a slave driver when when it comes to recruiting and everything else yeah, uh, no there are a lot of you know a lot of guys that, and, and i would say this with jason taylor too I think NFL teams, you know, that's a consideration as well, right? NFL teams could probably put him in. You don't have to go recruiting when you go work in the NFL, right? Right. Uh, so, and I think he's an asset uh, in that regard as well. So, it's just a matter of, you know, can you make the money? Can you make the the schedule? Can you make everything fit around a guy like Jason Taylor to take on a college job? And, and how bad does he really want it? Does he really need to? Right. I mean, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, this would have to be a passion project for him more than anything else. The same way it is for guys like Patrick Sertan, right? Who, who coached high schools for many years and, and joined Florida state staff. Once you, once you're a professional and you make a lot of money and you're a hall of famer or pro bowl or whatever, it's like, it really comes down to how much do you really want to do it?
0: Are uh, you, you, you remember this movie called Johnny B. Good from yes. uh, Anthony Michael Hall back in the day <laughs> that he was a, a star quarterback and, and he's making the tour and going all around and all that, and I think you know where I'm going. So, are we following the Johnny Be Good of modern day Prentice Nolan now? Is that is that is that what we got to do
1: now? <laughs> he'll be uh, he'll be all over the uh, the country, oh, uh, visiting different sc- different college programs. He's definitely somebody that I think is very high up uh, Miami's list as far as quarterbacks and who they want. Uh, you know, I know he was at the Under Armour Combine last weekend in Atlanta. Grace Rainer, who covers uh, Clemson recruiting for us, was was there at the event. And I heard really, really well. Uh, you know, I had the feature story on him in the athletics. sleep he sleep with the dean's wife on the 50 yard line, like Johnny? <laughs> <could>. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he needs to. I'm sure he's probably got plenty of uh, of, of of people interested in him at the high school level. I mean, he's, people his age, but uh, you know, prentices is. Uh, Listen, man, he, he's a really good player, and, and I and I would love for uh, Miami to, to end up getting a commitment from him. I think he'd be uh, the kind of uh, talent in today's game, running a spread offense, being a, a diverse dual threat kind of quarterback, uh, a guy who I think a lot of players uh, like playing with. Um, and, and you know, those are the kind of guys you need uh, if you're going to take Miami to the next level. So you, you believe he's the guy? Well, I think he's one of the guys. I mean, they, look – in, in today's game you've got to recruit all the way up until signing day right, right. you could have a guy committed and then Deion sanders comes in it's now nah, bro come with me that happened yeah. deon hasn't called him i asked him i said has deon called you he said no but he could be watching this show right deon could be watching this show right now and getting tipped off and uh you know Oh no Dion definitely watches this show he tells me that all the time yeah. He loves this show
0: He's got his toe dipped into this show
1: <laughs> Yeah his toe <laughs> yeah, The ones that are left The ones but that anyway, left, right. Yeah
0: the ones that are left he's got him dipped into the show All right so all right so how how long's this tour going on so we we what do we we're waiting to what like December or something when does he make No his I think
1: I think you know look he's going to take um all these unofficial – this is unofficial visit season, right? Like all of these kids, they get in the the van, they start driving around the colleges for several weeks in between seven-on-seven games or with their seven-on-seven teams. Like last year when I was with the South Florida Express, I went out to USC and UCLA and did the tour. I got to experience what it's like. I mean, you basically get free food and you hang out and you meet the coaches and talk to them for, you know – Six, seven hours. So every one of these kids is going to do that. Miami will have their big junior day on March 4th. Uh, Prentice will be at Miami on the 23rd. He'll get his tour then, uh, you know, meeting, meeting the new offensive coordinator in terms of in person and being on campus, et cetera. So uh, all that will happen then. And uh, look, he'll he'll be everywhere. And, And there won't be a decision, I think, until after. He'd like to do it before his first game is as, as a senior. So probably August is my guess at the earliest. But even then, he could wait to announce it later in the year because he wants to go visit schools during the season to see what it's like. The on campus, right? How many fans are in the stands? Uh Miami. Oh no no no, don't do no, no,
0: no, do No, 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 no. no
1: no. Don't measure us that way, please. <laughs>
0: exactly. <clears throat> Oh God. All right. Uh, what, what do you got work? What are you working on uh, in the athletics? So folks can check you out, my man.
1: Well, I did put out the uh, five storylines to watch here for the start of spring football for Miami uh, earlier today. I have some uh, recruiting projects I'm working on. You know, people ask me all the time. They want a, a sort of uh, geographic breakdown. Where where does this school get their players? Where does that school get their players? Why do they have success there, etc.? So I'm working on a sort of a long-term project here. Stuff will, stuff will go out in the middle of March. We're doing a lot of research and stuff on that, on, uh, on where players come from. And uh, th- there's plenty more stories, man. I got features. I've, I've interviewed so many guys. Cole Heinrich, I just met. He's a, uh, he's an unranked uh, tight end out of Cardinal Gibbons, 6'4", 230 pounds. I watched him play this this uh, past weekend in, uh, in a 7-on-7 here up in Pompano Beach. Really good player. Um, I watch Chris Ewald. He's a 2025, uh cornerback who, who covers, uh, the two stud receivers at Hollywood Chaminade. He's their teammate. He's already committed to Michigan. I'm getting to get to know kind of like what you do when you go to, uh, you know, senior, senior bowl, bowl and watch all these guys. I get a chance to do this off season stuff where I'm watching these guys and, and talking to them one-on-one so much better than during in season. You know, and, and uh, to me, you really get to to know these guys a little bit. So it's just I'll have plenty of stories on recruiting and, and the Canes and everything else. And, and again, spring football starts uh, Saturday this weekend. Thursday, I'll be in uh, Bradenton IMG Academy. They have their uh, combine. Sunday, I'll be in Orlando for an Under Armour camp. So I'll be all over the place. So I'm, it's, a, it's a busy season. I finally get a vacation week. I think it's March 20 to the 24th. I'll be in, in Universal Studios with my family for a week. But outside of that, man, I'll be busy. He's like Fair He's everywhere.
0: <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work there at The Athletic. Better yet, subscribe like I do and many others. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you as always. Anytime. I'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro, Caneswear 2511, South University Drive in Davie. Remember, they got anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. And you can order, if you're out of town, you can go to caneswear.com. You order over $99, you will get free shipping, and it you will easily go over $99 because the place is addictive. You're just going to find, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. Love that place. Enter Miami gear. They've got Miami Heat gear, Miami Dolphins, the Marlins, Panthers, and then, of course, anything and everything pretty much with a Canes logo. Go see Brett, Jeff, all the great people out there at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Go to caneswear.com. This podcast replay is brought to you by caneswear.com. For all your canes, dolphins, and heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to caneswear.com at Miami Fanwear. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Hey, there he is, locked and loaded. I feel like leaning back on the couch today.
1: <laughs> where are you at home or uh you're on the road somewhere
0: no i'm still i'm still in the combine bro oh
1: yeah. so the combine that's right i've been in india yeah. okay
0: i get back tomorrow night uh to uh to south florida i've been here all week uh, okay you know, yeah following all this uh all this craziness and you know i don't really give a shit about 40 times bro it's just about tracking down nfl people and talking to agents and
1: relationships that. having Maintaining relationships—that's
0: all it is, bro. Nothing yeah. else, nothing more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know, but yeah, I you know, oh, did you see this forty time? No, dude, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't really do anything. Got, the guy's
1: really. good at track. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. That's not going <laughs> to do anything for me. Um, good job by uh uh Mara Cristobal getting Jason Taylor uh locked in. I I thought you know when when um. FSU stole uh, a tan, you know, from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a great job by Norville because, uh, sure, he's a terrific coach, but also a recruiter that's established in South Florida and can help you out. And mm-hmm. for me, I think that that was the other thing that I loved about Jason Taylor. He was a guy that's been coaching at the high school level also, and you know he he can help you out in the recruiting area also not just as a coach yeah i I think that is super important for a guy like martin first of all
1: yeah you need other examples of guys who players want to come play for it can't just be the head coach that they have a bond with they've got to feel something for the uh, assistant coaches and the position coaches and i'm actually up in bradenton i was at img academy last night for their combine under armor comes down and does their own private combine just for img because they've got so many stud kids every year
0: and if you subscribe to the athletic you would find out what he
1: learned that's that's, that that's correct i appreciate the plug on that um so what I was going to say is, you know, the one thing I ask all of these recruits uh, is who do you vibe with, right? Like that's the word that the kids use nowadays. But uh, so I use their language, but I ask them, who do you vibe with? Which coaches do you honestly feel the, the bond with? Because every, as long as I've been doing this, I really feel like, okay, yes, they care about the program, how it's doing. Yes. They care about NIL and money, but it really comes down to the relationship that they have with their position coach. And unless they feel something with that dude, they're probably not going to pick your program, and and uh, and so I think Jason Taylor has been somewhat removed from that in one year at Miami because he was an analyst. He wasn't allowed to really recruit. He was only allowed to talk to the kids who were there when they approached him. Um, but I think now this this allows him to be a much bigger force. Uh, For Mario Cristobal on the recruiting trail. And the one thing I want to know, and I I haven't been able to confirm yet, is whether or not he really got an offer from the Miami Dolphins uh, to join their staff or not. I think uh, my understanding is uh, Miami paid him well to to stay with the Hurricanes and to be a a position coach on the staff. We don't know yet if he's simply going to be defensive ends or defensive line coach in general. It depends on whether or not Joe Salavea goes to the NFL. He interviewed with the Detroit Lions. I I think I mentioned that to you on Tuesday. I know the Lions hired somebody else, but I think Salavea, you know, NFL guy, played in the league. He could potentially be on an NFL staff. So I think while it seems like the staff is complete at Miami, uh, I wouldn't say it's finalized. And I've, I've tried to express that to the fans over and over again. It's a very fluid situation. Guys are still uh taking nfl jobs there's still movement in the coaching carousel and uh we'll see if if jason taylor is just defensive ends coach or in the end defensive line coach for miami
0: yeah um do they need a tight end is that next
1: well stephen field is uh he's still still on the staff as the tight ends coach no
0: no 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 I'm, i'm talking about jason's kid
1: Oh, Mason Taylor. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, I I don't think they're going to let him out of LSU, brother. Like, uh, I, they, they know what they've got with that kid. yeah, uh, you, you, know,
0: you know, bro, I ask you for Heartline, you say no. I ask you for Ronde Gaston, you say <laughs> no. I'm asking you for Taylor now. What what the what the hell, bro? You are
1: you, not providing me any relief here. Hey, listen, man. I uh I'm sorry. Uh when you, when you go 5 and 7, it's part of the, the penalty, I guess. I don't know what I'm like. A, I'm
0: like a Dolphins fan. Everybody that becomes available, I want to trade or sign. Yeah, so I'm just, yes. beco- I, I'm just becoming that Canes fan. Everybody that's available has to be able to want to come here and be with us. Bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'll tell you this David Stone, who, who was a five star defensive lineman in this 2024 cycle, big time defensive kid. Uh, Gabby Uhrutia from from inside the U asked him yesterday, Have you ever had a conversation with Jason Taylor? at Miami, and and I think the kid had no idea who Jason Taylor was. So I, I think I'm trying to put things in perspective for people. Yes, eventually David Stone will find out that Jason Taylor is in the NFL and a Hall of Famer, but let's not forget, today's kids are very removed yes. from, from our history, and they don't know it unless you kind of flash it in their face and express it to them. So uh, I think, you know, Mason Taylor, while it'd be awesome if he came here, uh, and he's, he's a tremendous budding star in college football. Uh, I think uh, I think he's pretty set at LSU, man.
0: I mean, I, you can't blame me for trying. Man. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, so it's good. Uh, um, Kevin Beard now, right? That's uh, Receivers also, coach. Yeah, the other one that's uh, – and, and I see <laughs> in your article it's like – all right. Uh, you just signed right now. Go get, now. go get that kid. Uh, I forgot which one. Je- Jeremiah Smith. Yeah. Yes. The,
1: the, the, uh, the cousin of Gino Smith, the re- the receiver, uh, from, from Hollywood Chaminade, right, right away, right to work. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's all about relationships, man. And, uh, and, and so Kevin Beard, I think, uh, from what I know of, of, of him over the years and, and remembering him as a high school player at, at plantation high school, when I, when I was doing high schools for the Miami Herald many years ago, just a hungry individual in general, uh beard is he's gonna work hard on the trail he's exactly what mario wants in 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 terms of a a grinder a guy who's gonna care about relationships and do everything he can to uh to establish relationships and i i had a text message exchange with with jeremiah and he says man a special dude you know he really likes kevin beard so i think uh i think they're on the right track there but uh i will say this though um Miami's got to win this year, brother. They got to look better than they did. There's got to be a level of improvement on the field, man, for uh, for these kids to buy in because it, it all goes hand in hand. Great relationships with the assistant coaches. Okay, show me what you can do for me. Show me who you put in the league. Show me uh, what you're doing at the receiver position. And, and right now, Brian Hartline has got everybody in college football beat, man, with the, with the guys he's putting out every single year. You look at the defensive line position in college football where Jason Taylor's trying to make a dent. All the best defensive linemen come out of Alabama and Georgia every single year. So it's an uphill battle for Mario. And that's why I try to tell people, man, like uh, it it, it would be great if he could flip the switch and and, and this team wins – 10 11 games this year and they just have a a, a ridiculous improvement the way tcu did last year but that's not the way it works uh you know it takes time to build depth it takes time to recruit and win recruits over he did it in year one because it was he was a new guy and you can get a bunch of guys on board to say hey you're going to be part of the change right you're you're going to come in and play right away francis Malwego. you're going to come in and play right away pancake honcho well guess what year two the the same recruits that you went to that you were like i need your help Well, now they want to see results and so this is the most important phase uh for mario Cristobal: is year two showing that you can actually make improvement on the field
0: no doubt uh those defensive linemen out of georgia they're really uh they're really racing out into the draft
1: (laughs) oh he's got to throw in a jalen carter joke there i i appreciate it brother
0: yeah yeah gotta gotta do that um (laughs) and and listen there's there's no doubt he's got to win this year i mean what happened last year is unacceptable. I'm sure he's probably still embarrassed about what happened last year. Uh, internally, there's a lot of pressure for Mario because perception is kind of half the battle. And, and if you're spending all this money and you're having all this turnover in talent and in coaching and, and the program and, the, and and the structure and all that stuff, there's a lot of money being spent. He has to show results.
1: Yeah, I I think when I step back and look at this as a journalist like you for for going on three decades now, oh, I look at this as, well, what are the benchmark dates? Well, a big benchmark date is when this new indoor, not indoor, but football facility, this $300 million football facility they want to build in the next three to four years. I would say if Mario doesn't have this thing turned around by then, that'll be year five, probably year six then I could see them sort of pulling the plug because then they'll say, Hey, this guy's, this guy's just not getting the job done. But I, I think we will see results from Mario Cristobal in Miami because he's just recruiting better. He's just recruiting better players, bigger, faster, more physical. I think he's a better talent evaluator as a whole than, than some of the guys that they've had here. And I think a big problem at Miami is just culture and mentality. And, uh, I think that's going to change with Mario. I think he he naturally is going to bring in a different mindset from the head coach position, and I think that's going to carry over into the players. Yeah, and uh,
0: Eric, I think, is kind of out of place on our, on our chat board. He says, how can someone be a fan of the sport and not know its history and players that came before, especially Hall of Famers like Jason Taylor? We aren't talking about players 50 years ago. Eric, you have no idea how many pro players have no concept of the history of their sport and i'm talking football basketball baseball They're, it's it's really they get to the pros and they know nothing so those high school and college kids even know less they might know a couple of the guys in their time their generation at that moment but 10 years before 20 years forget about it dude uh, I, I uh, you, you, know it, Manny. You've, you've been able to cover different sports like I have. Players aren't really historians.
1: No, on, I, on average. No, I think, I think you know the one thing that we forget about is you know all of us we grew up in an era of the radio and newspaper, right? Oh, I mean, a a lot of the people that are listeners
0: and the baseball cards and the
1: baseball cards, right? We went to the ice cream truck, uh, with our 50 cents and we said, Hey, give me a pack of football cards. Give me a pack of baseball cards. And we would memorize the stats on the back and we would trade them. And, and this was our life before sports center and all these football shows and basketball. So in my neighborhood,
0: we would buy the little baseball helmets and the little football helmets, okay? Uh didn't exist for the other sports. But mm-hmm. the other two were always in those quarter machines. Mm-hmm. And then we would test each other. Yeah. And then we would say, "Okay, here's the Redskins. Boom. Quarterback, wide receivers and running backs." And you had yep. to name them. Yep. And it was like that for the whole league. It didn't matter if it was the Seattle Seahawks or whatever, you know, baseball cards we Memorize the freaking stats behind, you know, oh, the yeah. baseball cards. Kids
1: don't—they
0: well, don't even come close to doing the, anything the, like that nowadays.
1: the 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 passion nowadays for for sports, the way that we grew up around it, it was a different time. Oh, and and you know, not to get too in in depth with all this, but you know, I think a lot of it is divorce rates in today's world, right? No father figures for a lot of these kids in their lives um financial struggles uh first of all i I don't i mean i haven't bought a pack of baseball cards in a long time but like i see them maybe at walmart or target on the shelf like you don't really see them like you don't have the ice cream man coming around with baseball cards to sell anymore and
0: and they weren't wheeling and dealing like we were yeah
1: we we, there were shows they they were were selling it they were not
0: playing and they're not playing a you know pick a side or whatever right you know what I mean? They're they're not doing any of that kind of stuff that we used to do. and uh, They don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't know how many of you even know what the hell that is, but uh, that's that's uh I think in English they used to call it fifty two card pickup or something that they yes throw it up in the air. So Wiki was you would grab somebody's pack of cards and you throw it up in the air yep and then it was a, a free for all. Yeah, so everybody was around was picking up cards, and you're like pissed. So yeah, Mariuti Ma- Ma- it, Ma- was a part of it.
1: Yes, it, it's it's a different era, and a, and a lot of these kids only know about their most recent contemporaries. Like I I talked with a with this kid named Gavin Nix, who's a, a sophomore. He's going to be a junior. He's already six foot, two hundred twenty four pounds. He's going to be a stud linebacker in the class of twenty twenty five, and he's going to be a beast. And I said, so who do you study? And he says, oh, Nakobe Dean. Like a kid, a kid at Joy, who's just coming out, right? Like it. Those, those are their heroes. It's the guys that are on YouTube in the last three years. It's right. not Jason Taylor. It's not Ed Reed. No. Uh, I, I, I will tell you this: like a lot of them, I think most sports fans just don't get it. It's they, they don't, they don't grow up the same way, man. It's a different, it's a different era, different world.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Well, uh, by the way, I know you don't want to give everything away because obviously that's why you subscribe to the Athletic. But give me a little nugget from the IG Academy.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think Miami was hoping to get some of these kids down for junior day tomorrow. Um, but I, I you know, a lot of them are, are kind of skipping town, you know. And I, I know guys like Gabby and, and David Lake and all the guys who cover recruiting for the recruiting websites. Uh, their job is to write about every one of these kids' bomb movements. But I try to cut through the BSO when I when I when I talk to them and just find out who do they who do they really have a bond with. Who do they really like and you know there's some elite kids that miami's after that i just don't think the interest is there mutually i don't i didn't get a lot of excitement feedback about the hurricanes yesterday from talking to guys at img academy the ones i would say uh jerry hawkins who's a uh i think he's a top 200 wide receiver at img academy i think he recently got offered by miami um, you know, I think the three state schools have a chance at him. He's a track kid, super fast out of the West Virginia area. Um, there's some 2025 kids at IMG Academy that I think Miami is, uh, is in pursuit of that they, that they probably have a good shot at, but the David stones of the world that I mentioned, the six, three, the six four, two 283 pound defensive tackle. Who's a five-star a lot of the other guys. Um, I just don't think Miami is high up on the pecking order. I will say though, Francis Maui go up who's at Miami. He played at IMG Academy. He's kind of viewed as the alpha dog um, at IMG. And I think a lot of guys respect him. So they'll consider Miami. They'll come down and visit. But I think if the Hurricanes don't have a very good season this year, I don't, I don't see them pulling a 2024 kid out of IMG.
0: Perception is everything. Uh, Somebody keeps asking here to ask you about uh, Wadden Charles.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I know the name. I just haven't seen the kid play. A, a, uh, I think he's a big receiver. He's like 6'3", something. or other. He's, he's about 6'3", 180. He, he says Palm Beach, I guess. Palm Beach, Palm Beach area kid. He may be at Miami tomorrow. I know, again, there's going to be a lot of kids down there at camp. Um, I, I'll say this from talking to Miami's recruiting people. I kind of have a good idea who's high up on the recruiting board. And I don't know, I, I I know from my previous conversations, he wasn't somebody mentioned on there as far as the Hurricanes are concerned, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player or somebody on the rise that could potentially get there. I think, look, when you look at the receiver position for Miami, there are two priorities. And I've said this, these two names to you over and over again. Jeremiah Smith, Jojo Trader, those two kids, I think are elite. I would say Chance Robinson, Terrence Moore. Um, Terrence Moore's up here in the Tampa area, close to where I'm at now. Um, I think those guys are high up on the board and probably attainable for Miami. So I don't know where this, where this Wadden kid uh, fits, but if they, if they strike out, they don't have a good year. Maybe he's somebody they uh, defer to down the road.
0: All right. What do you got going on? The athletics, so folks can check you out my friends.
1: Yeah. Look, I had a a story recapping a lot of the, uh, the content of my interviews yesterday. Um, you know, I, I spoke to eight of the nine top 200 ranked players in the 2024 class. Uh, so if you want to read about all the IMG kids, I kind of cut through the BS. I'm not going to feed you the BS of, hey, Miami's in it for this kid or Miami's in it for that kid when they're not. Uh, so if you want some real answers, go there for that. Um, and, I, and I did a feature story with a kid who Miami is actually in on that I think they have a chance to get. His name's Colton Heinrich. Um, he's from Cardinal Gibbons High School. He's a, a 6'4", 200, pounds tight end. Um, interesting story. You know, his mother, his older brother, who's a baseball player and his father were all at Stoneman Douglas the day of the shooting five years ago. And, um, you know, his mom and his older brother were in the building adjacent to where the shooting happened. And the father was actually watering the lawn on the baseball field. Uh, when the shooting broke out, his dad ran over, helped one of the, the, the injured the injured kids get into an ambulance and, and then picked up a gun and helped the cops and the whole thing. And, 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 you know, he was off duty at the time. His dad was a, is a, is a sergeant with the Coral Springs police. Mom was a coach for 25 years. She started Nova Southeastern's basketball program and um, hasn't coached the game since that was, you know, they were supposed to play in, in the regional playoffs on February 15th, uh, 2018. They, forfeited the rest of their season obviously in light of everything that happened um and she hasn't been a coach since and and now they have this young son who's this up-and-coming football star um that Alabama and everybody in the country uh wants and I, I was just thankful that they let me tell their story and uh so if you want to read something that I think is, is more great. powerful, inspiring yeah. than, than maybe depressing. I know people don't want to necessarily always talk about the bad things that happen in our country. I know I have fatigue from it. It, it breaks your heart to, to, to constantly talk about it. But I think we do forget what what happens to some of these people. Right. We try to put it in, in the back. Of, oh, man, I feel sorry for them. Well, life goes on for everybody. And and and, uh, she, you know, one day she might get back into coaching. Her name's Marilyn Rule, his mother um but right now she just hasn't been able to go back to it you know and uh she's got her sons who who play sports she's very proud of them and uh she's got her son colton now who who everybody in the country wants nick saban i mean they're going to go on a college tour the next couple weeks sec acc they're going to be at miami spring game on the 14th be a really interesting kid if he ends up at miami playing playing for the hurricanes
0: Follow him on Twitter, at Manny underscore Navarro. And better yet, please subscribe to The Athletic. He does exceptional work. That's an article right there you want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go to The Athletic and subscribe like I and many others do. Manny, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. appreciate you as always. All
1: right, brother. Take care, man. Enjoy yeah. Indy for me.
0: Yes, we will, my brother. Yes. It's, right, ni- it's nice, cold, and raining right now.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go home in this 80-degree heat, man, that yeah. you miss, I'm sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, my brother, be good. See you, man. Later. All right. Don't forget you can order anything and everything. Uh, with a canes logo at caneswear.com Go see Brad, Jeff, all the great people out there. If you don't work or live close to Davy, you can go online at caneswear.com. If you order over $99, you will get free shipping. They've got inner Miami Gear, Miami Dolphins, Miami Marlins, Florida Panthers, Miami Heat. They got all kinds of stuff, and of course, practically anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. Go to Caneswear 2511 South University Drive in Davie or go online at caneswear.com.